fire for them fire for them if you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there keep it locked with this Unomics podcast 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 Hello people and welcome back to another episode of This Unomics Podcast. Hope you had a fantastic week. Um, this week we're going to be speaking on the Russia, Ukraine, NATO, Europe, US, Wahala. So we're going to delve into that. It's a very, very interesting geopolitical mess that's going on right now. But firstly, thank you everyone who listened to the previous week's podcast regarding a troubled week for Boris Johnson. Well, we was anticipating Sue Gray's report to come out um, in the week just passed that you're um, by the time you're listening to the week just passed the week ended on the 30th but it has not come out there was talks of it being, being delayed due to the police investigating those lockdown parties but however um, news is that she's going to publish it without waiting for the police report to be concluded so definitely watch this space that is going to have a significant impact on whether or not there's the 54 signatures needed to initiate a vote of no confidence via the 1922 committee which will mean there'll be a vote of no confidence with regarding Boris Johnson if he does lose that vote there will be a leadership contest so that's going to be a very 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 interesting thing to watch out for this week I hope you're subscribed to the YouTube Patreon follow me on Instagram on Dysonomics and Dysonomics Pod Twitter underscore nomics and i hope you're listening on soundcloud spotify whatever anyway let's get into this week's podcast hope you had a fantastic week and let's go hi guys mxm and listen to the dysonomics podcast because it's late, because it's late. so russia ukraine so is it war or is it war or is it not well russia are denying that they are threatening or planning any invasion however they have previously seized ukrainian territory before and they have an estimated 100,000 troops deployed at his nearest borders. So I think Russia needs to kind of understand that, especially with the history of Crimea in 2014, which I'm going to get into, you, you can't be surprised that people are thinking that you are priming some form of invasion when you have 100,000 troops primed and ready to be able to invade Ukraine. What's the issue? Well, Russia has not been pleased with Ukraine's move towards European traditions and NATO. Russia and Ukraine have been very heavily linked. Culturally, a lot of Ukrainians do speak Russia. Ukraine is actually in the middle of... They've got borders of Europe and they've got borders of Russia. When when Ukrainians deposed their pro-Russian president in early 2014, Russia then annexed Ukraine's southern Crimean Peninsula and back separatists who, cap- who captured large swaths of eastern Ukraine. Um, the rebels fought against Ukrainian military ever since, and the conflict has claimed over 14,000 lives. So this is the irritating thing about geopolitics because it can lead to conflict, which can lead to innocent lives, and lives that just did not need to be lost, 14,000 people. The tensions right now are currently high. So that's why if you follow, if you've got BBC um news on your phone you get loads of notifications about france and uk and and all these people talking about this stuff like the tensions have been very high russian president um the famous vladimir putin has threatened appropriate retaliatory military technical measures end quote if western aggression continues and 
And obviously he has his own definition of what Western aggression actually is. What do Russia want? What do they actually want? Well, the Russians want the West to promise that Ukraine will not join its NATO defense alliance. They don't want Ukraine to join NATO for whatever reason. Well, you know the reason. Both sides have been negotiating, but it's just not going to happen, is it? So if we look at the words of Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Rabakov, Rabakov, he has stated that, and let me open the quote, for us it's absolutely mandatory to ensure Ukraine never, ever becomes a member of NATO, end quote. So he's made it crystal clear. It's their objective that Ukraine never becomes a member of NATO. So they're basically saying, yo, you can't be a member of the ops. We're not having it. We're not having it. You can't be a member of the ops. Moscow, has the American TV show say, not Moscow, accuses NATO's, NATO countries of pumping Ukraine with weapons and the US of stoking tensions. So the Russians are accusing the, U, the, U, um, the US and the West of like pumping them Ukraine with weapons, arming them against Russia, stroking tensions, trying to cause a conflict, trying to bring them on their side, where the Ukraine, where Russia wants to keep Ukraine as part of its network, effectively. Russia also demands no more eastward expansions and an end to NATO military activity across Eastern Europe. Now, that's what Russia wants. Very, very stern, stern, stern demands. Now, how about what the USA think? Well, US President Joe Biden believes Russia will move in. He claims that Russia he claims that Russia plans to boost its forces near Ukraine on very short notice, and they believe they've got the intelligence they got the accurate intelligence that signals this. The US also states that Russia has not provided a reason for its troops to be by the border. What reason is there? There's bare man by the border. Why have you got 100,000 men just there by the border doing what? Taking selfies, going on excursions. It doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. Back to Russia's needs. President Putin sees Russia Ukraine as one nation. He's labelled Ukraine's current leaders as running the anti-Russian project and Russia has become frustrated with the 2015 Minsk peace deal from, um, from Easter, for Eastern Ukraine which has not been fulfilled. So now, if we look at the tail of the tape between the military strength, well, Russia has almost three times the amount of troops, so 1.1 million troops for Ukraine, 2.9 for Russia. Um, Ukraine currently have 200,000 active with 900 reserve, whereas Russia have 900 active with 2 million reserve. Uh, in terms of attacking aircraft, Ukraine has 98, Russia has 1,511. Attacking helicopters, they have 34, Russia has 544. Tanks, 25 to 12,000. Armored vehicles, 12,000 to 30,000. It's just a non-contest. So what would the West do? Well, US has made it clear there are no plans to send combat troops into Ukraine itself while being committed to helping the country defend its sovereign territory. So how are they going to do that? Well, the Pentagon has put 8,500 combat troops ready on alert, which could be deployed to NATO countries in the Eastern Europe, Eastern European regions on short notice. The West's main tools, they believe, is, um, is sanctions and military aid in the form of advisors and weapons. President Biden has threatened, has threatened Russia with measures, and I quote, like none he's ever seen if Ukraine's attacked. So what is the biggest like diplomatic, not diplomatic, but less violent, <laughs> forceful tool in the US armory. Well, 
the ultimate economic hit will be to disconnect Russia's banking system from the international SWIFT payment system. That has always that has always been seen as very much as a last result, and there's concern that could badly impact the US and European economies. President Biden has also warned that he would consider personal sanctions on Vladimir Putin if Russia invades Ukraine. Another key threat is to prevent the opening of Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline in Germany, and approval for that is currently being decided by German's energy regulator. So these are some very, very significant sanctions. European leaders are adamant that they that Russia can't decide in the future with the US. They're like, Russia, America, you can't just decide in the future of Ukraine. Like, it doesn't work like that. France has even proposed that Europeans work together with NATO and then conduct their own dialogue with Russia because they're not really pleased with what's happening in America. So, is there an imminent threat of war? To conclude, well, analysts say Russia has a menu of options to attack at any moment if they choose to, from airstrikes to ground invasion. Troops can be deployed in less than 72 hours. Russia has also, according to analysts in accordance to sources, in the process of deploying quite usable formation in Belarus from its eastern military district. But Russia claimed that these men are just there for training. I doubt it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I believe one Russian official described this as similar to the Cuban missile crisis. So tensions are very high. Hopefully, um, there is a diplomatic solution and nobody gets hurt. And yeah, people, let me know what you think. Until next week, peace and blessings.